Welcome to The Rant. I'm your host, Herman James, and on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about how to add value to you. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Libsyn. Are you looking to start a podcast or want to know where to move your podcast to to get the best possible outcome? Libsyn is the top-rated host for your podcast. Use promo code HERMAN for your first month free. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate everything you guys have done for The Rant and for this podcast and for me. You have made this podcast something I didn't think it was going to be and not even in the amount of time that it has become what it has become. I do watch the numbers of the downloads and the views and they have gone up consistently every week, every month, every year. I watch them and I I, I can't thank you enough for liking, sharing, and subscribing. Uh, as you can see behind me, I am uh, working with the green screen. Now, the uh, first video we put up was just that, the first video. I just took into uh, context the idea of I want a green screen and I want to do it for cheap and I don't know how. So to give you a little rundown on what I've been doing with that and how I've been trying to learn from that. So on the last one you saw across the middle of the screen was a watermark. And the watermark was for the software I thought I was downloading that was going to be free software, because that's my MO, and good software to be able to use because I wanted to use iMovie. And if you follow my Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, you would have seen that I'm an idiot. I don't own an Apple computer, but that's what all of this is done off of is my computer. And I do have an iPhone. So I got lost in the hype of reading things and really being excited to do something. And I fucked up. But that's okay. That's how I've learned and that's how I've gotten this far is from trying things, messing up, and doing it all over again. And doing better the next time. Because if I didn't mess up the first time, how am I going to learn to do better the next time? No, I don't aim out to screw things up. It just happens. I think the video itself was decent for my first try at a green screen and my first attempt at video editing. Yeah, it could have been better and they'll they'll get better. If you notice that on this one, colors a little bit better. Lighting's a little bit better. I learned lighting is definitely key. Lighting is a great key. Uh, what you can't see, like I said in the last video, is over here, I actually have the palm from like five light little whatever it's called stand and they spread out and that's kind of what I'm using over there above me is actually a ceiling fan that just has light pushing down now that was enough light to get all of this to look the way it does it actually made it look pretty shoddy because I only had light over here and light up here there's nothing coming from over here over here so now I have still no lighting over here I haven't bought anything. I don't plan to buy things if I don't have to. Again, my whole MO on things is try to do the best you can with what you've got or do it for as inexpensive as you can to have the right materials. So instead, I have uh, taken a snap-on shop light because I'm a weekend wearer and mechanic. And I've used a snap-on light and I've actually put it behind the computer. 
I've tilted it up. It reflects off the walls and back in, which gives pretty equal lighting. It's making me look okay. Now you're going to see there's still some green coming here. It's all right. We'll deal with it. I'll figure out how to deal with this spillage and whatever that's called with the uh, OBS studio. And we'll figure it out. Now, what I did use for the free trial version of whatever, and if you've seen, I've actually been having communications on Twitter with the uh, the brand for it. I don't want to name one here because I'd rather not give them any benefit to anyone to use it. Or, you know what, I should tell you what it is so that way you don't use it because you're going to have that damn watermark across the screen and the only way to get off is to pay for it. There are so many other free, 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 great softwares and programs that you can download. Hell, there's apps on your phone. This can all be done from your phone. You don't even need a computer or any of this stuff to do it. And um, just don't pay. You don't have to pay. So now uh, what I'm actually using uh, to edit this video is actually going to be Hit. Oh, it's at this side. I gotta remember what side it is. Hit Film Express. And so these guys are going to be the ones that... I'm going with next, and I've tried it already. I've actually redone the entire last video to use this software, and it worked great. It does use a lot of RAM to work, and that is the huge thing that you hear about everything. It's the big disclaimer form. If your computer can't handle it, don't use it. Now, the only issue I had with it is I leave things running all the time. So I came into the room, and my computer was just going and going. So turn it off. Don't leave it running and you're fine. Um, the software is really cool. Uh, I do like that. It's really quick and easy to use. I am not the most tech side person. If I was, there wouldn't be like green around me and shit. I've already figured out chroma key and I haven't yet, but I'm working on it. I'm learning it. And it's nice because it gives you everything you want to have. It goes up to what 1080p or I, whatever the higher ones of those are to do high depth everything. You can just Click the YouTube tab on it and it has everything you want to put up for YouTube. You don't have to modify things if you don't want to. You can downgrade them so that the download times and export times don't take as long. Now, the first video for me to just save it and export it, that took an hour and a half. And then you have to upload everything to YouTube. And that took about another hour or so to do. So you're looking for that resolution of high def, about two and a half almost three hours to uh, just do the export and upload and all the formatting for YouTube and everything that goes along with it. So I've, I'm still working with that and resolutions for it and how it works and we'll learn. We'll learn together. And the more I find out, the more I'll tell you and more we'll get updated and we can work on this together. Now, the reason I am giving you the highlight back on this is, yes, I do want to make sure everyone is up to date with what's going on here with the green screening and with, I guess this is vlogging. Everyone calls it still podcasting or on YouTube, but if it's a video, it's a vlog. I don't know. If I'm wrong, comment below. Let me know. Um, but the reason that I really want to talk about this is because, as the intro stated, I want to talk to you about how to better yourself and why it's a good thing to do. Now, I chose to start doing the videos for YouTube because I realized that there was a market of people that weren't able to hear me and I wasn't able to reach to. Now, I did have all of the previous episodes on YouTube and they're all audio versions and you have my actual cover art on there as well, but it's just audio and for some reason... 
I didn't get much traction. Now, granted, I didn't market it very well either. I don't have any tracking ability on YouTube. So the host, Libsyn, isn't able to track the downloads, the listens, and give me the information that I need in regard to that and find out more information I want to have on it. So when you actually host on YouTube, you can see the downloads and find out more information with that. So that is nice to be able to see, but it's still not enough for me to want to diverge into that at that time. Now I do now I'm getting there. No, I am no expert. No, I have no idea what these influencer people that are getting paid a lot of money to to do YouTube are doing or how they got there. I've got a good idea of how they got there. All the forums I've read, all of the podcasts I've listened to and the, you know, documentaries give you a good idea of who you have to pay and how you have to cheat your way to the top. And that's fine. That's the game. That's how you do it. So everyone's got everywhere. Everyone gets mad at people for doing it. I'm not mad at people. I haven't had the opportunity or the education to put me in that situation or that ability to do that. If there's a chance for you to make yourself better and stand out above everybody else, which might get you a better job, a better position, a better anything, better pay, happiness, do it. As long as it doesn't come to the detriment of somebody else. You're not trying to stand on somebody else to be able to make yourself feel better. Now, I know there's always a gray zone and a caveat to that. Maybe you have a fucking shitty boss that the only way to get a promotion is to step over that person or on that person to their supervisor to raise you up a little bit. I saw like a little green on that too, huh? Again, we'll figure out the splash or whatever it's called, overflow, or I'll get there. But... The idea of bettering yourself is a way to A, make yourself happier, B, keep challenging yourself, and C, potentially put you in a better spot in life than where you are now. Now, that could be anything from a better mindset to more money to whatever it is that's going to be something that you're working toward that's going to make you happier. For me personally... I love money. I think everyone loves money. I also think money is the bane of our existence. Everything revolves around money. You can't do anything if you don't have enough money. And if you have too much money, then everyone wants it. And then you're getting taxed and you hate people taking your money. And It's a workaround weird fucking system that you'll never have enough. You'll always want more and you can't die with it, but you want to give it away. So the idea for why I love money as much as I do is just for the fact that you're able to do what you want to do when you want to do it and you never have to worry about things. If I can have the rest of my life where if we want to go on a European vacation on the whim, we could just whip out the credit card and pay for it and then pay off the credit card with no qualms. That would be fantastic. That would be the ideal setting for what I want to have. That doesn't mean I need to be a Rockefeller or anything in that regard. I just want to be able to not ever have to worry about saving for four or five months to do what we want to do. I just want to be able to do it on a whim. So that doesn't mean I need to be making a million dollars a year. I wouldn't be mad at that. I mean, I'm okay with that. So if you guys have some money and you guys want to donate to the show, you can feel free to do that. We are on Patreon. So, you know, find the Patreon I would tell you what it is, but I, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but it will be in the podcast description and in the description below. So 
the idea for me was finding what it is that I really want. And I have read numerous sales books and self-help and life coaching books and all that kind of stuff. I don't, again, believe in a life coaching premise of paying someone tens of thousands of dollars to tell me how to live my life. I know how to live my life. I know how to put myself in the mindset of being happier and how to think positively. That does come into effect for a lot of different things. However, the things they don't tell you that you have to also adjust for is your mentality toward how other people around you are making you feel. Now, when the people around you are shit, it's hard to be positive because you're positively angry at the shit. And so it's a weird workaround of things. But that's where coming into making yourself better is going to come forth and really help in the situation. So if you're stuck in a dead-end job, how'd you get there? Why are you still there? Are you able to move up and advance within that job? If you're not able to advance within that job, is there something you can do with that job that would make you happier? Is there something that would take that job to the next level? For me, a lot of things come to, I can do the exact same thing in an office, I can do at home. So, sorry, I, I don't do coke, but my nose is itching. If you can take the aspect of going to the office out of the scenario and save me an hour and a half commute a day and having to sit in a fucking office, I would be so much happier because, again, that is wear and tear on my car. That's gasoline. That is just mind-numbing sitting in a cubicle that you don't want to be in. If your job doesn't require you to be there, why would you want to be there? You don't have to be there. That's the fantastic part about things. So for me, it is about being paid well to do what I do, but also enjoying what I do by being able to be at home while I do it. Because I don't have to be everywhere to do everything. I don't have to leave my house in order to do it. But now that's a catch-22 because if you always work from home, you're going to hate being stuck in the house. You feel trapped like you're in jail and you want to get out. So there's got to be a balance of things. You have to have hobbies. You have to do things. But to better yourself doesn't always mean that you also have to change your work environment. Maybe the work environment's perfectly fine. Maybe you're just getting bored with the work you're performing. It's monotonous. That's when you have to look and see if your company is big enough. Are you able to move up or transfer over or take on more responsibility? Hopefully, that means more pay as well to do other things than what you're currently doing. Will your job pay you to go back to school or to get a certificate or to get relicensing for whatever it may be? Is that something that they're willing to pay for you to do that doesn't come to your pocket? Do that. That's something that will better yourself. That will make you happier with what you're doing. It's going to, at the end, give you a validation you didn't have beforehand because now you've got more alphabet soup at the back of your name. You have something that is great for your resume, regardless of your age. It doesn't matter if you're 18 or 60. You always want to build your resume because you never know when you want to transfer somewhere out or you want to do something later on in life that it might be beneficial for. A lot of people always said that college is a hoax. It's a shit show. It's a sham. You're going to have to pay all this money and you can get nowhere. A lot of that I do agree with the fact that you're going to have to pay all this money to do all this kind of stuff. 
But the premise behind college is also dealing with people. How to deal with different people, how to deal with time constraints, responsibilities, and how to do projects. Things you don't want to do with people you don't want to do it with. And then you have to let other people judge your work. That's a majority of what work is. So college is treating your life as that. Unfortunately, you have to pay for all of that and that's expensive and I get that. But the validation for that is now you have a degree. I have been to numerous different companies where you start looking at what the requirements are and I've talked to a few of them and they just ask, what do you have a degree in? Excuse me, let me back that up. They don't ask what you have a degree in. They ask if you have a degree and it's optional to inform them of what you have a degree in. They just want to see that you've done the work, that you've finished it, that you have the degree and that you can continue something and finish it and it's going to stress you out, but you were able to complete something. So maybe you haven't gone to college. Maybe your job isn't going to pay for you to go to college online or in person, but maybe they'll allow you to get some sort of certificate. If it is an IT job and you can learn C++, if that's going to help you out, great, do that. If it is learning to do Excel, do that. All these things can be done on YouTube. YouTube has great, great tutorials on everything and they're free. You can do all of this in order to help yourself out. You don't have to pay. You don't have to go sit in a classroom, but you have to dedicate the time and you have to dedicate yourself to want to do that. Another thing I try to tell people is to work for a title. Don't work for free. Don't take on workloads and doing things that are outside of your business description because that is something you think is going to better you. What's going to happen is your boss is going to say that you were able to do more. You were able to take on more internally and do all the work you're doing beforehand. And now you can do more on the other end of it and then have to pay you anymore. You're able to do all of it in the same amount of time that you're doing your previous responsibilities for. So now they're just going to keep adding and adding and adding. It's never going to end. You've showed them that you don't need anything in addition to what you're already being compensated or to give you a title. Titles work great because if you are in any, I'm trying to come up with some ideas for you here, but if you are in anything and you are, let's, if you're in insurance, and you are a sales rep, but now the sales rep part is going great. You're able to make your sales hit your whole freaking quotas for the month and year. You're excelling above and beyond everyone else, but now they have new people coming in and they need someone to train them. So now you're able to hit all of your quotas and you're training everybody else, but you didn't have any conversations about your responsibilities and you being required to train everybody else. If you're not required to train people, but you are able to train people and do your other job, then you are going to put what in resume that you train people. No one cares. Okay, great. You train. But now if you have as a title, sale insurance, sales rep and head trainer, now people have in a title. It's in big bold letters at the top. It's confirmed that this is what you're able to do. That's what you want to work for, that title. 
just like if you work in hospitality like I've done for a long time. If you are a server, that's one thing. If you're a bartender, that's another thing. You will notice that they don't put them both on resumes. They will put that they're a bartender at so-and-so because everyone knows a bartender will also serve food, but servers don't always bartend. So you want to make sure that you can put that on a resume, have them give you some sort of written verification that you are officially a bartender. Those things are things you want to have in writing because you want to be able to validate it on a resume. And when they call in for a reference, they can absolutely say you were as stated on your resume, X, Y, and Z. So let's refresh. If you are in a position where you're feeling stuck and you want to do some more, but you like the company you're with and you don't want to leave the company, find out what opportunities they have in order to get you a better education in the field you're in or a field adjacent to what you're in that could potentially grow the value of you and make you more valuable to the company. Now, if they're not going to give you the ability to do outside schooling or certificates or licensing or whatever it might be, look at doing what will better you. What could possibly make your day-to-day job easier for you to do to take on more if you want to, Or if you're able to leave the office when you're done with your job, what makes it quicker? What gets you out of the office quicker to do what you want to do? If learning Excel is going to do that for you, learn Excel. That would be a great thing. If programming is something that would help you out when it came to IT problems that you didn't have to wait for the IT people who didn't know much to do it, learn that. Because what's going to happen is the skills that you have learned yourself and if you're able to do it for free on YouTube, will become valuable to you and make you more valuable asset to the company. So when it comes time for a promotion or a new position is available, that puts you at a better spot than you were prior to. Now, this is also going to make you more marketable outside of that company. If you are looking at potentially moving to a new company, make sure you get as much out of the company you're in now to move to the next company. Because if they're willing to pay for your education, get them to pay for that now so that when you're ready to move, you have the alphabet soup behind the name. And that's what you want to have. Because if you just sat there and did nothing and it's the same thing over and over and if you're like me, you get fucking bored, mind-numbingly bored. And then you start getting angry because other people don't do their job. But if you're working toward something greater than where you're at now, something more than where you're at now, That's going to be what's going to be able to bring you up and make you a better person for yourself and for the company. Are you trying to grow your audience? Are you trying to expand your market on social media? Check out thehermanjames.com to pick up our podcast social media marketing checklist that is guaranteed to grow your market and grow your audience and expand your internet presence more than you ever thought possible. That's thehermanjames.com for our podcast social media marketing checklist. Now, if there's one thing I've learned more than anything, and it's something that I've consistently shot myself in the fucking foot with doing, it is to, and I've said it before, do not 
go 100% the first day. Or for the first, I don't know, three, six, nine, 12 months, by going all in at 100% at all times, all that does is set the expectation for your work to be at the highest level at all times. Once you're going to the max, there's no further you can go. You're maxed out, hence going to the max. So ease into the job. Learn it, learn the people, learn the environment, and understand where you fit in best and how you can work the system to benefit you. Now, I'm not saying go in and half-ass things and don't do your fucking job, because that annoys the shit out of me. What I'm saying is go in and find out who you need to befriend and whose interactions with whom do the best at getting what you want. If Amber and Joe are good friends and Amber is Joe's supervisor, but Amber never has to do anything Amber doesn't want to, you want to befriend Amber to get to Joe if Joe is not accessible. Because Amber is the one that would be best to help you get what you want. Whether that's a promotion or that's a position that you really want that's coming open or availability. Or whether it's time off that you want to have without getting shit on for doing it. That's what I'm talking about. Find out whose relationships are beneficial to you and the company. And how your relationships with anyone in the company can benefit you and anyone else as well as benefit the company. If your skill set is so far above and beyond your superiors or anyone around you, but they are holding you back because they don't want you to surpass them, that's when you find out whose relationship, who's the individual you need to to work with, to find out from, to get around those people or just go through them because sometimes you just have to do that. If you want to succeed, if you really want a job you want to have and you want to perform the way you want to perform at a higher level than where you're already at. But if you start out at a thousand miles an hour, you can't go anywhere and everyone sees what you're doing and what you're doing could potentially piss them off because they've been doing this job for longer than you. Even if it's for a month, they've been there longer than you. And you're now doing more than they have been doing the entire time, which looks bad on them to their supervisors and their supervisors, supervisors, however big the company may be. And you're the asshole that did that. You're making them do more work than they wanted to do in the first place. They were having a good time just coasting and doing nothing. And now because of you, they've got to do actual work and do more labor. And that's not going to do well for you, by them at least. Because of that. Now, these people that are doing a little bit of work and you're doing such a higher amount of work. Now, when they start stepping it up to your level, they look good. You're staying the same and they're doing more work. So you see where it's coming from is if you go 100% off the bat, there's nowhere else for you to go up to. Now, if you work the game the right way and you learn the job, you learn the company, you learn the relationships and everything else, you can still unleash yourself at 100% at a certain amount of time to get to where you want to. But you'll be able to have to work at 100% at all times because that's going to burn you out. You still need a break. You need 
slow progression in order to make sure that you have the ability to maintain your workload and caseload. And that's where not going in at 100% is going to benefit you. Now, this is also going to help you because this won't get you stuck at that position. If you're constantly doing 100, you're always doing better than everybody else in the company. Why would they want to take you out of that position? What benefit to the company is it to remove the most working, hardest working individual out of that department, that position? It's stupid for a company, right? They're going to have to train someone to do your caseload, your workload. That's not going to happen. It's just more money and time. They'll leave you there and hire someone around you to be your boss. Yeah, that's a bitch. It's happened to me numerous times. And it's because I have work ethic. I want to be the best. I want to do the best I can possibly do. And I don't think that's something that should be a detriment, but it is. So ease into it. Don't go a thousand percent right off the bat. That's not going to benefit you. And to maintain that is damn near impossible. It really is. It is going to burn you out at some point. And that's, that was the the notes. And that's going to get you there. And it, it, You don't want to be that person. You never want to be that person. And you don't want to do, again, the work for free. If you're going to ease into this and they're going to offer you other jobs or duties, get a title, get money, get something. Ask for additional PTO. Ask for being able to telecommute or work from home or something that's going to benefit you. But always ask for a title if it's going to be a consistent thing. If it's a one-off, like, hey, can you do this expense report for Susie because Susie's out today. I know it's not your job, but if you can do it today, that would be great. If it's not your job and it's a one-time ask, okay. But if you start seeing the one-time turns to two, turns to three, turns to weekly, stop doing it. If you don't get a title. Yeah, I know it's hard. It's easy to say. It's super easy to say to don't do the work, but you have an offer letter typically, and that will state exactly what your responsibilities are. And those aren't within them. Now there are going to be certain situations where an employer is going to say, either do it or get the fuck out. They can't fire you for that. Hopefully they don't fire you for that. So I don't see any harm in asking. I've always asked. I've been able to get the titles or get the money or get the raise that I've wanted because they've asked me to do the work. Whether I was initially hired to do it or not, or I was educated enough in that position at that time to do it or not, but I did it well because that's my work ethic. I want to be the best at what I do because I want to be an integral part of a company. I don't want to be something or someone that is very easy to just get rid of and you know replace with anybody else. That's not my goal in this world. It's not my goal in any job I've ever been at. I don't want to be a cog in the system. I want to be the power source. I want to be the one that comes into the workforce that everyone needs to have around them, wants to have around them, and is just invigorated to have at work. 
wants to work with me, wants to be around me, wants to help me and help support me and bring me up as I would bring everyone else up around me. Not someone that just comes in and do work and sits around and doesn't do anything and I don't care about my job and I don't care what's going to happen. I'm just going to sit here and Netflix it all day and text all day, which is another thing, by the way. Texting at work is a new thing for me. Um, I think I've always texted at work. I've always had phones on me at work. Uh, it just wasn't something that was a normal thing. You couldn't just be outright just, okay, yeah. And I, I walk around offices now all the time and it's just this. I, I don't see people working. I walk through call centers and the phones aren't ringing and no one's on them calling out. It is dead silent, but everyone's texting. Everyone's on the Facebook. Everyone's on the Tinders and the Grinders and the Bumbles or whatever the people use these days. These young folks, but no one's working. The, no one's pushing to be better. No one's pushing to do more. Everyone's happy making their salary they're making or the hourly rate that they're making with their benefits package if they're getting them and being able to sit at work and listen to music or this podcast, dope idea, or watching TV on their phones. I walk around call centers and see TVs just going, well, phones, but yeah, just going nonstop. People aren't doing anything in terms of working, but they're not being fired. They're just sitting there and maintaining. It is like Wally. I'm telling you, it is crazy. So if you're bringing it back down to the beginning, if you're the odd man out asking to do more, asking for higher education, asking for more certificates, that puts you above everyone else because you're not asking just to get a position. You're asking to better yourself and be valuable to the company. A lot of companies are going to have requirements that if they pay for your education or your training or reimburse you for your relicensing or recertifications for whatever you happen to have, you sign a contract with them that you are basically beholden to them for that amount of money that they paid for you in terms of work. You're essentially signing a renter's lease with them that you will work for them for whatever it might be, 30 days, 60 days, a year, two years, whatever the monetary amount is equivalent to the work time. And they will keep you there. And as long as you don't leave, you don't have to pay them back. And if you do leave, they can request to have you pay it back. But there's negotiations to be had with new employers to have them pay back the money owed because that degree or certification or education, whatever it might be, is what they wanted to get you on board. And so they'd typically be willing to pay whatever minimal it would be. But that's, again, a negotiation you would bring up with them as you're talking to them about leaving and whether you need like a two-week notice or if you're instant or whatever it might be to leave the company. But again... You stand out to your current employer when you start talking about, I don't just want this position because I deserve it. I want this position because I also want to better myself. Here's how I'm going to do it. Here's when we're going to do it. And we can do it together. And it's going to not come out of your pocket if it does to reimburse you. But now you're showing dedication, commitment, and willingness to take on more because this is something you're going to do on top of your work life and personal life. 
and everything on the other sides of that, whether that's your kids, it's your band practice, it's your gym routine, your triathlons, your eating contests, your vigorous masturbation at two o'clock. Why two o'clock though? That's like work time. Like if you're at work, do you do it like in the bathroom, the work bathroom? Do you do it in your office or do I go to your car? Cause that's crazy too. People like walking by and he's like looking at him like crazy sneak ass. Like it's a weird time for that. It's a weird location. Don't, don't jerk it or click it at work. Have better life choices. Unless you work from home, then do what you gotta do. And just don't do it on the webcam stuff here. Well, I mean, you could, and that's a side hustle. Another side hustle you can always do. I mean, I'm just going on tangents now. But so to refresh on this one and review. Don't work for free. Don't take on more work than you are willing to be able to do with the title and pay they're willing to give you. Always work for more money or a title. If they're not willing to give you more money, typically they'll be willing to give you a title if it doesn't come with a stipend. If you just want to have the title, you can always work it out for them. Don't leave any money or offers on the table with your current employer. If they're willing to pay for you to be educated more than you are now, whether it is getting more licenses, certificates, degrees, whatever it might be, do it. If you have the time and you have the want to do it, do it. Because inevitably, that's going to give you something long run, whether it's validation for yourself that you've done something, completed it, and now you have a higher education on it, or it is something for the company that they're willing to pay you more, retain you more, or if it's going to make you more marketable to leave. Because you may be in your early 20s and you may have already got your degrees from college and now they're willing to pay for you to go take you know, your Series 7 and some other testing to get higher education for you. Take it. You don't have to pay for it. You have to put the time into study but you don't have to worry about the actual fiscal part of it. And that's a huge benefit because now that you've got that, when you're in your fifties and you want to move companies a second or third time, maybe it's your first time you have all these things lined up, the alphabet soup behind your name, the, the, BS, the BA, the MBA, the PhD, the DPT, all of that. It's behind the name, the alphabet soup. And you didn't have to pay for a majority of it if you can get additional things on it. That makes you marketable to everybody. Maybe you are 65 years old and you're waiting to retire and you hate your job now. If you have taken the time in the past to get more alphabet soup, you're more marketable no matter what trades because you've stayed at the company for X amount of years. Now you know how everything works. You're computer savvy. That's a huge thing. Be computer savvy in some aspects. Excel. And you can now move from whatever company you're at to going closer to your home or further from your home or work from home or do what you want to do for a good amount of money because we all know the new employee gets paid better than the old employees. That's how it works. Especially right now in a market where everything's full. And so if people are trying to poach employees, they have to have good, good packages and pay to get them. And last but not least, don't start off at 100. 
100% at all times from the get-go is going to burn out. You're not going to win the race. It is a marathon and not a sprint. You are trying to make sure you understand the company and the coworkers better before you piss everyone off and no one wants to help you. Because if you start making people look bad in the first week, people aren't going to want to work with you at all times. Now, there are outliers to this. There are individuals that will love you and love it, and it's going to work great for you. But for the majority of it, it's not going to work well for you. Pull it back. Go 75%. Go 80%. Always have an ability to go a little bit higher, a little bit further, a little bit more. But if you start out at the top, where do you go? Where do you go from there? You go back down. And that's not going to help you. I'm so tired of everybody saying that they want to do better. They should be able to do better. Oh, I deserve this. Or if I wasn't doing this, I could be doing that. Or you don't know what it's like to be me at this age, me at this long in this company. I deserve to have better. Fuck you. Quit fucking saying you deserve better. You are owed more. You should be somewhere else. The reason you're not is because you haven't tried. Maybe you thought once you did and you didn't do well. Maybe you fucking failed at one point. Maybe someone held you down once and that was it. That was the kill shot. The one no you got was, oh, whoa, the fuck is me. Now I can't do anything. Now I'm stuck here. Fuck you. Fuck that. And fuck them. Do what you need to do to be better. I'm sick and tired of people just bitching and saying They want to do more. They should be able to do more. I want to further myself. I want to be better. I want to get paid more. We all want that. We all want that for ourselves. Everybody wants that. So what are you doing about it? Fucking nothing. Do not sit around and do nothing and blame everyone and everything beside yourself. There are so many reasons why you shouldn't do anything. And there are more reasons of why you should do something. You're leaving things on the table when it comes to furthering your education, reaching for that fucking brass ring, getting yourself that raise or that promotion or the education you really want to have that you really want to do. And then you don't. And then you're really too much of a fucking pussy to do anything. And if that's you, just fucking sit there and do nothing. Wallow in your own fucking misery and be your own fucking worst enemy. But don't fucking go out there and piss on everyone else doing what they are trying to do to better themselves, to be better for their family and have a better life. Happier life that you want, that you keep saying you want, that you deserve, you're entitled to. Fuck you. You're not entitled to anything. All you're entitled to do in this world is die. Everything else is up to you. So, if you're going to sit around and fucking mope that you didn't get what you wanted to get, fuck it. Maybe that was the time for it. Maybe you were supposed to pivot and do something different. But everything relies on you. Once you wake up in the morning, everything is a choice. Don't let anyone tell you you can or cannot do anything. Because what they say doesn't fucking matter. What you feel, what you want to do, 
That's what matters. Your drive. The only one that can make you do anything in this world is you. Don't be your own fucking worst enemy and sit there and say, you can't, you shouldn't, you couldn't, because, eh, eh, no. There's no reason not to. Oh, you're afraid you're going to fail? Oh, you're afraid they're going to turn you down? So what? Everyone gets turned down. Everybody's going to fail. At some point or another, it's all going to happen. But why let that fucking scare you so you can just sit there and have a fucking pipe dream about the people being things that you want to be, about those people having life that you want to have? Because you should be able to have that. You should be able to do that. But you, you have to do that. You have to be the one to pull your own fucking bootstraps up, put your fucking big boy panties on, and walk the fuck out the door. Stop fucking dreaming and telling everyone what you want to do, what you could have done, what you should have done, where you should be right now if this didn't happen to you. There's no reason not to start right now. There's no matter your age, no matter where you're at in life, there's always a way. There's always a reason to start and to start it right now is the best time to do it. So start it and get done. Well, that's all the time we've got for this episode today. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and thank you for sharing. I know this episode is a ton better than it was the prior one too with the green screen and everything we've got back here. I know there's some more work to be done and I'm getting there. This is a DIY green screen experience for me that we're all going to go through together. But if you liked what you've heard today, don't forget to comment in the podcast platform of your choice. Shoot me an email at thehermanjames at gmail.com. Leave a comment below in this YouTube channel. Don't forget to check out my friends at the No Funny Podcast Network. That's nofunnynetwork.com. Global podcast with the best variety of topics. And don't forget to check out thehermanjames.com for all of your rant behind the scenes. Funny shit I do off recording as well as some on. I can't wait to be New Year's Town next week.